Hey guys, hey. Uh, before we get started this week, we just wanted to direct you to another cool podcast that's out there on the internet right now that you might want to listen to and you're obviously not listening to this one. Um, <laughs> it's called At Least I Tried um, and it is hosted by two cool ladies, badass bitches, mm-hmm. if you will, um, named Jess and Caitlin. Um, and their slogan, uh, it's the podcast that just might solve all your problems, but probably won't. Yeah, I just listened to their episode about running and it was very, very funny and it felt, it, it spoke to me. It felt very applicable to my life and how I hate exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ba- their their whole thing is kind of each week they try something that's meant to better them in some way. Um, I just listened to one about doing food prep and I believe next week they're trying facial cupping. Oh, no. which I oh, mean, I can't wait to hear that. Girls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did a face mask for the first time Better last night, and it was me. Pain. <laughs> um, but they're they're really funny, and they're they're just doing their best, which is you know our motto here. Yeah. So if you have a, if you have a second, check them out on iTunes or on Instagram. Their handle is A L I T Podcast, a yeah. podcast. Woo. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Resting Witch Face, your one-stop haunt for all things spooky, bitchy, and more. I'm Bailey Bennett. No, you're fucking not. Get out of here. We're, it's, I'm calling myself by your name. Oh, Gotta roll with it. Oh, I watched that again the other day. Did you? Of oh. course. I, I, I'm just going to keep watching it until the day I die, but I'm, I'm Grant Jacoby in that case. Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome. Yeah. It's good to be here. We are in a new location. Yes. Today we are at uh, actually recording at my apartment. Yes, I'm a little change um, of pace. I think hopefully temporarily because you know how much I hate leaving my apartment. <laughs> and but... I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you venturing all the way up to Harlem to record this, but we didn't really have a choice since there is. Um, would you like to say what's currently happening in your apartment, I mean, or do you, I... or is that your complaint of the week? It's not. It's not. <laughs> I don't even want to say it because I, I give it. I give it value. Um, but there are like eight to 10 boys currently in my apartment participating in a magic, the gathering tournament. If you don't know what that is, bless your soul. Never find out. It is a card game for nerds (laughs) that costs a lot of money. You have to build entire decks with like creatures and like, it makes me never want to have sex again because (laughs) my boyfriend is participating. Sorry, Kyle, you're going to probably listen to this. I don't care. (laughs) I hate it. As he's the one who mixes his podcast. Yes. Hi, honey. Uh, So that's, that's taking place for like 10 to 12 hours in my apartment today. Makes me want to die, but here we are. I'm very glad to be here with you, Grant, yeah. talking about murder and death and spooky everything. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I guess we do commandeer your living room for two plus hours every Sunday. So the least we yeah, can do. And um, yeah, well, it's it's great to be here in my apartment. I feel already feel more, so much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I also just got back from 
uh, vacation, an extended vacation, an extended vacation that you will hear all about in my complaint section. Not about not about the vacation itself, but about the return um, extravaganza. Yeah, so. and I we haven't even caught up about it yet, so I no. personally can't wait to hear you yeah. bitch for for hours and hours. Yes, and hours. aside some for some frantic text where I was like, Bailey, I don't know if I'm going to get back home in time to record. I know this you is might a, need... this is a miracle episode. Yeah, it is. So. I literally was like, you might need to find a replacement. Little I would never. He, yeah, he was like, you maybe you can have a guest that's not me this week. I was like, please, <laughs> never. <gasps> anyway. Anyway. Um, we have so much to talk about. We do. Uh, Baby, I, I, you guys, get excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, and I hope okay. you can hear my inflection, how excited I am. Do we want to, I mean, I, I it's, it's hard to say because... Maybe that should be our ne- maybe this should be our next Instagram poll. Um, thank you guys for participating oh, in our yeah. poll about I guess like sixty percent of you. Um, a lot of people said you prefer unsolved mystery episodes versus ghosts and haunting episodes, but there was still still a good following, a good yeah. good uh, response for ghosts. So and we're gonna do both, but it's just course. nice to hear that when we kind of veered slightly not off brand but to a different genre within our brand, it's nice to hear that we weren't just you know pleasuring ourselves with talking about unsolved all of this is pleasuring ourselves <laughs> that's that yes. is true um, um but i was gonna anyway s- i was gonna say that maybe our next poll should be do you like when we talk about the office because <laughs> <laughs> yeah grant declared the office as part of our podcast brand today well on- only because bailey and i as well as with a couple other of our friends participated in an office trivia night yes um, and last week did ago. we win? No. Did we no. come in second or third place? No. No. But we did come in fourth place. We did come in fourth and place. And it was really hard. Really, really, really hard. Like we were with, it was five of us. And and we put together a great team. It was a great team. And it was the kind of thing where four of us would be like, like and most of us have watched The Office like three plus times. And we're like one, like as soon as the question was asked, like even if four of us were like, huh? One person would be like, I know this answer. Yes. And it was very... I mean, I was proud of myself for a few of those. Me too. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I think we all we all put in our best. I I was I was very proud of the team. Me too. And I think if we try it again, we're gonna we're gonna kill it. We're gonna get it. Yeah, we just might not call ourselves uh, Justice Beaver anymore. That was our team name mm-hmm. because one of the questions we got wrong was about Justice, Justice Beaver. Beaver. So <clears throat> we said we would never speak of that, but that is what yeah. I'm doing. a fucking liar. Yeah, but um. <laughs> yeah, so I think that you have something spooky to share with us this week, just to get right into it. Yeah, my, hey, that scared the shit out of me. Thank God. Um, this goes, actually, I think, to a couple weeks back when there was that crazy storm where, like, the wind was, like, crazy. Like, I mean, like, true, like, I don't know, I think it actually wasn't that bad in the city, but up where I go to school, sure. like, about an hour north, um, like insane winds, like trees bending and falling and I got hit in the head with like a miscellaneous branch. Oh no. I was, I had a a phone interview for a job and I was planning on conducting it just like in one of the buildings on campus, but the school shut down. So literally like it was like one 55. My uh, interview was at two and they start making the rounds. They're like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Like we're shutting this shit down. And I was like, fuck, like what am I supposed to do? I have, five minutes to get somewhere where I can conduct this phone interview. So I sprint to my car and I'm like, I'll just do it from in my car. And I thought that the car was going to blow away. Oh my God. The winds were so crazy. And I was like trying to focus on this interview for this job. I didn't get the job, but I mean, what could you do? What could I do when like literally I felt full on Dorothy Gale? Like (laughs) 
trying like I was like was like, well, this is the end. And I was like parked next to a line of trees. And I was like, uh-uh. I'm just like, well, this might be my time if like one of those trees like mid-interview just comes on and just like takes me out of this world. No, that's that's legitimately scary. No, it was really, really scary. And like, you know, in those situations where you're like, oh, like this is gonna be fine, like nothing bad's gonna happen. I was sitting there and was like, this actually might not be fine. Oh my god. And I was like, I don't know if I should be like I'm so sorry. Can I call you back? Also, like she, the person who interviewed me, like prefaced it being like, like, thanks so much for like taking this call. Like I'm out here in the headquarters in LA. And I was like, oh, so you don't fucking know. Fuck you, bitch. You yeah. st- no, ass. I've, I've been in that situation where you're like, you're in a car driving down the road and there's a huge storm happening around you. And you're like, why is this car suddenly made of paper? Mm-hmm. Like you really, you're, it's, mo- you're, it's moving the car. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So, ugh, I'm really glad you made it out of there alive. Oh, me too. Um, Yeah. So I also have something else to share. A little viewers like you moment. Um, (laughs) This is all made possible by Uh, listeners like you. No, but seriously, like, thank you so much. We really, really love hearing from you guys, whether it's comments on Instagram or Twitter, both the handles, which are RWF podcast, as well as getting emails from to RWF podcast at gmail.com. And we've got a, we've gotten a number of really, really awesome, either just suggestions or just like, compliments little pandering moment yeah we got we got an email recently and the subject line was my husband the exorcist and i don't think i've ever been more excited to receive something in my life me too and she mentioned i mean she talked a little bit about it in the email and she mentioned that she could possibly try to get him to tell us more and i i just want to say that we want and we need that in our lives so please Please give us more information. Yeah, and please. We will share that. Yes. But um, this week we are going to, or I'm going to read you an email from a lovely listener named Jenna who sent us a suggestion to talk about a ghost named Lola from the Kamola Hall, uh, which is a dorm on the Central Washington University campus. So this email is from, as I said, Jenna. So here's what she has to say. So the closest I ever got to Lola was secondhand stories from a friend who would wake up and the lights would turn on by themselves and books slash things would be ran would be randomly falling off her dresser. Though I did have two spooky experiences in my time at Central. Besides the fact that there was a spot where Ted Bundy abducted a sorority girl. Oh my God. Oh, 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 you have my full (laughs) attention. I'm fully erect. My eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) gross so sorry no i was gonna say like my eyebrows just like launched into space um uh ted bundy oh can i also just say really quickly the side note i know what you're gonna say he's not hot Uh he's not hot at all and i'm so fucking sick and tired of hearing people like well he was so handsome like maybe like for 80s like yeah seriously zach efron is is way too hot to be portraying that character Mm, but like don't mind that snack yeah i will be seeing that definitely um I had an experience with, oh, sorry, back to Jenna's story. <laughs> I had an experience with my laptop talking to me. What? What? Sorry, I haven't read this yet. I, I wanted to keep this fresh. Um, I had an experience with my laptop talking to me when it wasn't plugged in or turned on. I would think that I was crazy as it was an evening and I was tired going to study and I put my laptop on my lap and opened the lid. Before I turned it on or plugged it in, it made this horrible scratchy talking sound. <gasps> like when you turn to, turn to an AM radio station that isn't quite f- fully getting a signal. Oh my God. It was a pressure filled voice that was garbled and sounded like it was trying to talk to me. My roommate, the most science minded person I know completely freaked out and was like, Jenny, stop it. You're freaking me out. And I shouted, I'm not doing anything. Oh my God. Oh wow. And I closed my laptop lid and threw it across the room. <laughs> Thankfully we had carpeting and it stopped after 30 seconds or so. Oh, it kept going. 
Oh my no. God. Um, the other creepy experience I had was walking on the campus and seeing a tall, thin student, I assume. Uh, when he looked at me as we were passing on the road, he blinked and his face did a weird contorted grimace. And the <gasps> only thing I can explain is that it looked like something else was looking out of his eyes. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like they were wearing a mask. Uh-uh. It happened in a split second, but was super creepy. And I had to keep walking, but was like, OMG, what the fuck just happened? No way. Holy shit. That's Have super- you seen the trailer for that movie, Truth or Dare? That's that new horror movie. Oh, with um, what's her fuck from yeah uh, from Pretty, Pretty Little Liars or whatever. Yeah, there's all of the there's like multiple shots where the character's face is like contorting into a smile that's like too big for their face. I don't, and like that's that. what I'm picturing, and I am horrified for her. Jesus! Oh my god! Is that it? Well, she also sent us a couple links of like actually what the um, of course she who, did. Who and Lola we, is? We didn't do any research. Perfect. Um, and apparently she is, uh, it says some say that she's just a free spirit of a former student now returned and others say she committed suicide after discovering the love of her life was killed in action during world war two. Wow. Those are some like Lola. very differing backstories. Yeah. And it just becomes some girls like, Hey, <laughs> like free cool spirit coming free back spirit. to campus reunion. <laughs> cool. Oh my God. Well, thank you, no, Jenna. That's amazing. That's a super so scary. scary. I don't like that. That well, I love laptop it. thing reminds me of, did you ever have a Furby growing up? I, oh, yep. Like who didn't in the nineties? But yeah, I had one where you would have, like after I'd had it for a few months, it would just, like, I had it in my room and I'd be sleeping and just out mm-hmm. of nowhere, it would start trying to talk to me like from the cabinet. Yep. And I was, I was terrified by it to the point where I would like, I think I like smashed it on the floor to just like try to get it to shut up and like threw it in my closet, like pulled the batteries out, whatever. And it just like wouldn't shut up. Yeah. I remember having to put my Furby in the closet. Yeah. uh, Cause I used to sleep with a nightlight and like I did until I was like 23. I mean, I still sleep with a nightlight. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Um, And I remember having to put it in the closet because it would think that it was still daytime in my room at night. And like, I remember sometimes still hearing it like, yeah. I don't even remember what, like, we would be like, play with me. Oh my like, God. Like, no. Like, if that wasn't the government spying on us, I don't know what is. Well, this, in the 21st century, it's the 21st century, right? Um, yeah, version of that is, is our Alexas and I Echo know. Dots. That, like, Did you see the thing about Alexas, like, laughing out of nowhere? No, but I have, I have heard, I don't have an Alexa, but my boyfriend's one has gone off numerous times by itself. Or it'll be like, did you ask me something? And we, we've just been like, like talking. No, bitch. We've been talking about like fried chicken. We're like, no, oh I don't know. What's we're talking about fried chicken. <laughs> I, that's how, that's definitely I mean, an accurate portrayal of your relationship. Mm. Um, wow. That's really scary. Thank you for sending that Jenna. Yeah. Thank you so much. And if any of you listeners out there have similar ghost stories, whether it's something that's happened to you or happened to your mom or speak, your Furby or your Furby, <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, should we move right along to our baddest bitches? Yes, let's please do that. You you take it away. Okay, so I, I will go first. I'm not sure. This might be controversial. I don't know. Oh, I, I like a good controversy. <laughs> My baddest bitch this week is Cynthia Nixon. Oh, okay. Who just declared her run for governorship of New York State. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't know a ton about her politics. I don't think anyone really does because. This is her first real foray into it. And I don't think she has a ton of issues that she's running on yet. Um, but 
I, I I still think that it's it's pretty awesome that she's doing this. Um, and she would be the first female governor of New York and the first openly gay governor of New York where she'd be wow. elected. Um, and I'm not like loving Andrew Cuomo in any way. So I think no. it's it's pretty exciting that she's that she's declared this run. I can't even say that I'm like a huge Sex in the City fan. Oh, um, I actually really don't like Sex in the City I at don't, all. I don't really get it when people like, I feel like all my life people were like, I'm a Miranda or like, I'm a Carrie. And I was like, I really, I don't really want to be any of them. They all are a little terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. And I, I think it's kind of like if we're the millennials, I think it's like the Gen Y. Is that the generation? Yeah, I think us? it was a little bit before our time. Where like, I mean, I one of my best friends in high school was like obsessed with it. I mean, I feel like most of what I've watched has been with her, including the movies. I just remember thinking like, these are kind of just like bad people and they're not, mm-hmm. it's not like yeah. the satire that they're bad. It's right. just like, they're just really obnoxious and whatnot, but right. go off, I guess. Right. And like, I mean, time will tell if this is going to be like a legitimate campaign that has legs to run. But I think people are really quick to judgment with her right oh, now. Like Cuomo's aide that called her a unqualified lesbian. Exactly. I want her to Perfect. win just for that comment. Exactly. Yes. And I mean, I understand people are scarred. Look at our president who is a celebrity who should have never been elected to office, but should that doesn't died. mean that every celebrity is as unqualified as he is. I mean, Correct. I think she's a reasonable person um, who is seems to be intelligent. And so she's already has the upper hand on um, our current president. So I, I think like, just give her a chance. I want to see what she does. Like I know for a fact that she is running on fixing the subway, which I want so badly to happen. And I understand she's got to have more than that because if you don't live in New York city, you <laughs> live some elsewhere in New York state, you don't give a fuck, but the subway is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And it truly is in shambles. Yeah. Right now. It's trash, trash on so, wheels. Yeah. So I, th- I just think, I, I think that's pretty cool. I, I think that's cool too. This week. And like, I don't know enough about her platform or her politics to make a comment, but like if it turns out that she's, she has good ideas and like, seems like she's going to make some positive changes. I say, why not? Yeah. Um, cool. Well, my bad, baddest bitch of the week goes out to also someone in the entertainment industry. seems to be a I mean, recurring theme. Is it ever not? <laughs> um, but um, my baddest bitch of the week is Gina Rodriguez, oh, who cool. is the star of the TV show, Jane, the Virgin, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's so under. No, I've never seen, I've never okay. never seen it, you're, you're, <laughs> but for, I've heard great things. For those of you who are listening, obviously um, <laughs> Bailey's face, just like morphed into this like Grinch like grin. Well, At first I thought you were going to be like, I fucking hate that. No, show. I just felt like you were going to be disappointed in. Me. Oh no, no, no. Okay, okay. Listen, not that many people watch it. It's like pretty dismal in the Nielsen ratings, but it is so well done. It's so well acted. It's 99% a um, Latino cast. And it's a really, it, it's kind of like a telenovela, but like kind of like mocking a telenovela. The, the, the lead, char- lead character, Jane played by Gina Rodriguez, who is a, just a divine actress, like so funny. And because it's, it's a, it's a dramedy, but it really, it, it's a show that's like, I would say like 80% humor, but then like 20% like involves like some serious scenes. And mm-hmm. she handles both with such incredible grace mm-hmm. and um, poise. And just like, I, she makes me laugh. She's made me cry. And just like a really, I think an incredibly fresh face um, in entertainment right now. And uh, she also is, plays a very 
prominent role in the film Annihilation, which I just watched, mm-hmm. um, which uh, just hit theaters. And it's actually all the, the women in that film, um, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, Jennifer Jason Lee. It's uh, a really amazing film about five female scientists who are investigating this strange paranormal phenomenon called the shimmer. And um, I won't say much more about it because you should check it out. But what thing that's really amazing about that film is that it, the five leads are women in roles that would usually are played by men. The Mm -hmm. fact that they're like scientists and paramedics and like going on this expedition. And it's, I think addressed once like, Oh, they're all women. And then it's never an issue. It's never a point. And the fact that it's like a diverse cast and including Gina Rodriguez, who plays really against her archetype on Jane, the Virgin, um, where she plays kind of like, I mean, spoiler, she kind of plays not like the villain, but definitely the one that you're like, ah, like stop Mm -hmm. like doing that. Yeah. And I think that if you're an actor or actress or whatnot. And if you, if you're so likable in one thing and so unlikable in something, I think that speaks really well to your talent. Like great versatility. Yeah. And I just think that, and just if watch any interview with her, she's so delightful and so wonderful. And I think that she's, as I said, she's a really amazing, fresh face, a diverse face that I think that we need more of in the entertainment industry is just like more, more diversity and and more women of color doing amazing things and taking on roles that have usually been played by white men. Absolutely. I mean, I wish I could add more to that. I haven't, I haven't seen any of her work, but that's, that's fantastic. And I'm glad to hear that you liked that movie because it's the same uh, creator as Ex Machina. Which I I have not seen. Which is fantastic. Annihilation is, it's really, really good. Um, I watched it on a plane, which maybe is not the best viewing for Mm -hmm. a film um, of that caliber. It is, what I will say though, it is like, I, I don't want to speak to the plot because I think it's important just to like watch it. It is gorgeous to look at. It is a gorgeously shot mm. and edited and directed film. So awesome. Yeah. I guess that was a plug for, <laughs> for, for Gina Rodriguez, Jane, the Virgin and annihilation. Great. Well, we're here. You guys, I'm going to be telling the story this week. Yes. I'm excited about this one. I hope you like it. I think it's fun and obvi- obviously tragic as always. Um, but I'm going to be telling you about two, two murders um, that took place many years apart in the same town of Erdington, which is um, a suburb of England. And I don't want to give too Wait, much. A suburb of England? A suburb of Birmingham, <laughs> England. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> um, I don't want to give too much away to start. Yeah, but no, just, just. Okay, so basically these murders occurred 157 years apart, but they're a little too close for comfort. Okay. So let's just get into it. Uh, Our first murder. Oh, before I start, I got a lot of this information from a story from the lineup, which is classic. Yeah, clearly um, by Stephanie Almazan. And then uh, another story on historic mysteries by um, Jim Harper. So, Our first murder occurred in 1817. The events took place on May 26th, which was Whit Monday. So for those of you who don't know, um, Whit Monday, which is probably no one. It's like, I don't know. Um, Whit Monday or Pentecost Monday is the name given to the holiday celebrated the day after Pentecost, which is a Christian feast day. And it occurs 50 days after Easter every year. Hmm. So this detail will come into play in the story. 
just giving us a little yes pepper and some history mm-hmm. into that some christian knowledge I just, want, I just want to help you learn yeah um so on may 26th a 20 year old girl named mary ashford was getting ready for a night on the town Ooh. she walked from langley heath to birmingham on her way to work because in the uk every neighborhood sounds like a fairy tale parish <laughs> um and she stopped at the home of mrs butler where her friend hannah cox lived And she dropped off some clothing there that she planned to wear to a dance later that evening. After work around 6 p.m., she returned to Hannah's place to change into her party outfit. Now, for any of you Jane Austen fans out there. I love Jane Austen. Oh, my God. Same. (gasps) Welcome. Um, I just want you to picture, like, Elizabeth Bennet in one, like one of her early encounters with Mr. Darcy going to a dance. We're talking ringlet curls. (gasps) We're talking ribbons in the hair we're Fuck talking yeah. empire waisted dresses that are rather unflattering but your your boobs are pronounced uh-huh. we're like talking boobs baby pressed under sleep. the chin yes oh. pastel colors yes. you get it she's looking great i'm so aroused yes perfect let's talk about her murder um <laughs> so mary and her friend hannah set off for the dance at the tyburn house They had a grand old time, and they spent (laughs) much of the evening with local boys, Benjamin Carter and Abraham Thornton. Thornton. So I I don't think there's ever been a story where the villain wasn't named Abraham Thornton. Oh, is he the villain? Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Oh, whatever. Uh, They all left the dance together that night around midnight and walked along Chester Road, which was the town's main road, until Hannah decided to head home, and Benjamin, the party animal, apparently went back to the dance by himself. Like it's midnight, <laughs> and like it's like Eliz not Elizabethan times, but it's like yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's like probably like they're dancing to like a string quartet doing exactly. like the waltz, like yeah, no, it's like, like very. I would get me some like more like tear up that like dance line floor. dancing where they have to like kiss each other's hands and they have like a dance card or something. Anyway, um, so let's bring this, that era back, right? This left Mary and Abraham to continue on toward mary's grandfather's house on their own Mm. at around 4 a.m mary went back to hannah's house to change back into her work clothes and officially stayed up later than i ever have on a monday a monday also like what were they doing for four hours well i'm gonna tell you oh thank god so hannah talks to her at this time and she clearly wants to hear like all the gossip about what they've been doing as we do um, and Mary seemed very calm and happy, and she told Hannah all about her night. She had been spending all this time with Abraham. Um, she le- then left Hannah's house, and witnesses recall seeing her walking on the road alone a little after 4 a.m., which, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that then. Don't do that now. I mean, like. Pick a buddy. It's sad that you can't do that, but it's that scares me. Um, so Mary's body was discovered a few, only a few hours later, on May 27th, in Pipe Hayes Park. Around 6.30 a.m., a laborer named George Jackson found a bundle of clothes, a hat, and shoes near a water-filled pit in the park. I don't know why that was there. Um, but he alerted authorities, who then dragged the pool, and they discovered her body. So she showed signs of bruising on her arms and was presumably raped before her death. Um, Male and female footsteps were also found in a nearby field. By 8 a.m., Abraham Thornton, Thornton, I can't, had been arrested for the murder. How did she die? I, I don't, I don't know. But she was like in this water pit, so she might have drowned. Yeah, yeah. Um, However, he seemed 
completely confused and distraught by the whole situation, saying that he couldn't believe that she had died and he had just been with her until 4 a.m. He said that they had had sex together in the field and then just laid there looking up at the stars until about 3 a.m. when Abraham walked her back to Hannah's house, which is like so sad because that sounds like such a magical evening that you like see in a movie and it really happened for her, but then like, and then murder. And then it was horrible. Um, so Abraham waited for her outside Hannah's house for a while, but then when she didn't come back out for a long time, he just went home figuring she was going to maybe stay with Hannah. So he says that he never saw her again after he dropped her off at Hannah's house and that he wasn't involved in her death. Mm-hmm. Um, his trial began on August 8th and everyone in the town believed that he was guilty. However, there were three witnesses who could corroborate his story and because of lack of evidence against him, he was found to be not guilty. However, Mary's brother, William Ashford was not having it and he appealed for another trial. Then for some reason, the Lord who presided over the case allowed Abraham to challenge William, uh, William, Mary's brother, to a duel to prove his innocence. Also, you said the Lord. I literally thought you meant like. <laughs> That's like, I guess, what the, the judge. No, the judge was yeah, yeah. called. Um, so he challenges Ashford to a duel to prove his innocence, which was called a trial by battle. Oh my God. Like, I mean, so they're supposed to fight to the death, which is so smart. Um, yeah. Nothing like solving a murder with killing someone yeah, else. Yeah, another murder. Um, but Ashford was, Ashford was like, nah, bro. And he just didn't respond to the duel. So then Abraham walked, um, he was never convicted of the crime, but eventually he just had to move to the U S because the public still hated him so much and was convinced that he was guilty for like the rest of his life. Also, I've never heard of someone like being challenged to a duel and then being like, nah, no, I know. Yeah. William was like, dude, no, that's stupid. I wonder if it's just like. Because then you automatically forfeit. So then it's like, are you just right? Like well, a that's coward? why. That's why I that Abraham got to walk. Like he was never. Yeah. I guess he was. That was how he proved he was innocent. Which is whatever. Weird. I mean, I kind of. Doesn't I sound kind like of don't think that no. I kind of don't think that he did it. But like, there are no other suspects. That's. But like, why would why if he was already alone with her in this field, right. had sex with her, like he had plenty of opportunity yeah. to kill her. Like, why would he totally. walk her back to her friend's house and then from there? Right. Murder her. I mean, unless he was like, this this will be my alibi that like Hannah saw her and she gotcha. was fine. And she was fine. But I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not sure. Who knows? Anyway, this brings us to our second murder, which took place exactly 157 years later on May 27th. Oh, like to the day. Yes. 1974. Oh. So this time it was 20 year olds, also 20 year olds, Barbara Forrest, whose body was also found in a ditch near the Chester Road in Erdington, also in Pipe Hayes Park. Shut up. Mm-hmm. She was allegedly found within 300 yards of where Mary's body had been discovered all those years before. Like Mary, Barbara also appeared to have been raped and was strangled to death. She worked at a, as a nurse at a nearby children's home and also happened to disappear on Whit Monday. Yikes. So like 50 days after Easter. Is that what I said? Yeah. Um, Witnesses saw her and her boyfriend out dancing Mm. at several different bars the night she died. Um, And her boyfriend's name was uh, Ian Belcher, I believe. And he walked her back to 
the bus stop around 1 a.m. And he claims that that was the last time that he saw her alive. However, unlike um, Abraham Thornton, Simon, no, I'm sorry, his name was Simon, not Ian, uh, <laughs> Simon Belcher. <laughs> Simon was not named as a prime suspect. Instead, over 100 detectives worked to find the man who could have done it. And unbelievably, they also zeroed in on a man whose last name was Thornton. Are you kidding? No. His name was Michael Ian Thornton. He lived on Chester Road and was actually one of Barbara's co-workers. Authorities found bloodstains on Thornton's pants and found out from his mother that the alibi he had given them was false. He was then charged with Barbara's murder, but on, but like Abraham Thornton, he was when he was put on trial, a lack of evidence meant that he was not convicted of the crime. Then again, like Mary's case, Barbara's sibling would not let that verdict rest. So her sister Erica refused to accept the outcome. And in 2012, which I'm realizing is many, many years after the murder in 1974, uh, but in 2012, she demanded the case be reopened and that the DNA evidence be reviewed. Currently, however, both cases remain unsolved. So even creepier are the accounts that both women seem to have a premonition about what was about to befall them. Mary Ashford apparently told Hannah's mother that she had bad feelings about the weeks to come, and Barbara told a coworker about 10 days before her murder that this is going to be my unlucky month. I just know it. Don't ask me why. In the end, we still don't know what happened to these two girls, but it's hard to ignore how similar these cases are and just the completely unbelievable coincidences that seem to link them. So that's basically the whole story, but I think it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Okay. I hear, hear some of my questions or okay. like thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there any chance that it's like the same Thornton? Family? I was thinking that too. Like maybe, maybe they could be related. Like if they lived in the same area, I didn't read that anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I still think that's crazy. It's super crazy. I also wonder if it's kind of like, if Thornton, Thornton is like a common, common like British name. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Smith or a I don't, I don't right. Know, I don't know. No, I think that's that's totally valid. I still think it's a crazy coincidence. It's super crazy. I and like my first thing is like, oh my god, what if it's like reincarnation and they're like replaying the same? I know event. One hundred what one hundred and fifty seven years. I mean, it's like the same. It is the same. Yeah. It is the same crime in the same town on the same day. And is it like exactly like the May 27th or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. It was, they, so they both, their bodies were both discovered on May 27th. Okay. Cause that's fucking weird. If you think about it too, mm-hmm. because if, um, Whit Monday is 50 days after Easter, yeah. it, but it, Easter it, changes. It moves every year. Yeah. It's not the same every year. That is the creepiest part of it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one is like, this is, super intriguing to me and i mean clearly it's it's so sad and it's terrible that they still don't know what happened i mean it's it seems like it seems like for for barbara's case it's pretty clear that it was that guy i mean there were like blood stains on his pants and he but didn't have an strangled. alibi but like rape he, he raped her oh yeah there's a lot of reasons but could they have tested her blood what was it the 70s that was 80s? in the 70s, but yeah, yeah so they, they're the DNA evidence m- might be in review now because gotcha. her sister, sister brought the case up again. So hopefully there could be more closure, at mm-hmm. least 
for that family. Um, but yeah, he didn't, he wasn't convicted. So yeah. that uh, sucks. Also, so, so sad when you hear about families of a murder victim, like that many years later, still trying to seek justice. I mean, it's also amazing that it's like that they don't give up mm-hmm. and that their children are like, and it's people like that, that get laws changed and, and get these Absolutely. cases solved, you know, decades after. Yeah they were, they happened, but it's also just like, it's, I mean, and they were both so young and they were both just like trying to have a good time. Like I, I have been in their situation so many times. Oh, me too. Like I, it's different because you're in a much more, in a much more vulnerable situation when you do, when mm -hmm. you are in those sort of situations, I'm a six and a half foot tall man. (laughs) Yeah. But still, I mean, it could happen to anyone. And I just like, I, whenever I read a case where I'm like, I would have done that. Like I, I, I could have walked home late at night by myself. Like I have done that before. Oh yeah. And just like assumed I was going to be okay. Especially in like a cute little like suburban yeah. area of a quaint little charming New England, not New England, England town. <laughs> Old um, England. Like where you just like don't think that kind of thing is going to happen. It also sucks because I was, I forget what I was, I think it was listening to a podcast the other day when they talked about just like you always need to be like alert and like you need to be aware that any of these bad things can happen to you. And it's like, okay, yeah, that is definitely the case. Like, especially if you're in a vulnerable situation, like there are different things you can do. I think it was in relation to like a crime where like, oh, they were, sorry, they were talking about, um, this is definitely my favorite murder. They're talking about like, if like you're about to like, go on a first date, like maybe like text mm-hmm. your friend, like where you're going to be and like the guy's name and like, et cetera. So like if anything bad happens to you, like there's one thing to be precautious, but I think there's another thing to be like, just like paranoid and I'm, I'm not trying to critique. Right. You their, have to live your life. You have you to live can't. your life. And it, it, there isn't always the opportunity that you're able to do mm-hmm. able to be like 1000% safe all the time. Um, but at the same time, obviously you should be on alert. And right. I mean like the, the, the fact of the matter is 99% of the time you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't have to live in fear every moment of your life. And but, nor should you. Yeah. Just be smart. Be smart. Yeah. Listen to Maybe don't walk home alone at night if you don't have to. Yeah. It's what Uber is for. Although Uber is kind of creepy also. Or can be. Yeah, it can be. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's no like great solution, but just do whatever makes you feel safe. Like if you, there's, if you're getting a bad feeling about something, just don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Avoid it. I, you know who it's, it's funny, you know, we're not funny, but, um, you know, who also had like premonitions of her death before Mm -hmm. she was murdered? Sharon Tate. Really? I learned that on, uh, you must remember this. And, it's also the premise of a new film coming out soon starring Hilary Duff called The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Oh my God, yes. But yeah, the premonition thing really gets to me because it's like they did have a bad feeling, but they're like, it, it wasn't. Listen to your gut. That's the thing is like, if, if, if you're, okay, if you're walking home alone at night and you're like, fuck it, I'm a bad bitch, I've got this under control, that's fine. But like, if you, like even if you're, you know, you, you're leaving your, significant other's apartment late at night or if you're um leaving a bar or if maybe you're just like about to get on like a bus or something and you're just like I don't have a good feeling about this like Mm -hmm. something is telling me not to do it like maybe find like find a way to make yourself feel better yeah even just for that peace of mind yeah because lord knows like I'm I'm a very paranoid person like I sometimes let the anxiety, like my anxiety get the best of me. And there are times, even if it's like something super mundane that if it's like, well, if I just like change this little thing about what's currently happening to make myself feel better and just improve just like that 20 minutes of my life. Like it's just like a, it's a form of self help. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We're we're, we're here for. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the story of Mary and Barbara. That's super creepy. Maybe rest in peace. 
Yeah. And but also that's so creepy. Also, if any of you listeners out there have a theory or like know more information, mm-hmm. we'd love oh, to hear I'd it. I'd love to know. We were talking about this the other day, just like w- whenever we talk about these unsolved mysteries and actually a lot of you have been doing it, like commenting on Twitter, or on Instagram. Like if, if we talk about a story that you know more information about or like have an opinion on that we don't mention, like, please, please yeah. bring it up. Absolutely. All right. Well, now that we gave that PSA, are you ready to just complain your ass off? I, I am because I have I have a complaint to end all complaints. Okay, and it's, great. I'm going to settle in. Yeah, it, it goes beyond complaining because it's just the it's a true nightmare situation. And it's like the biggest first world problem. Let me acknowledge that. So, yes, uh, this past week, my boyfriend and I went on what was supposed to be a six day vacation. It was a great vacation. Um, to Gilligan's Isle. <laughs> to, to the island on Lost. Three hour tour. Yeah. Um, we went to St. Lucia. It's a beautiful island. Um, we stayed at this all-inclusive resort, which was fantastic. Um, a really gorgeous private beach that had like cabanas. So like for a freak like a vampire freak like me who hates being in the sun, like I was constantly in the shade. Um, like the sea was like bathwater. There were you know, obviously unlimited drinks and food. Um, the food was fine, but like there was a bar on the beach. There was a bar by, there were like four bars by the pools. Like, yeah, so far I'm really empathizing with yeah. your situation. Well, I just want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to paint the picture that it was like the perfect vacation. And so we were supposed to fly back on a Wednesday. And on Tuesday, we, um, we both woke up to separate, separate text messages from our mothers being like, there's a huge nor'easter hitting New York. Like, just be prepared. Like, your flight might be canceled. And it was, like, to be fair, it was a, a pretty big storm. Was a lot it? Of the t- it was, like, we got we got a good amount of snow. It was, like, it's all pretty, gone now. It was very wet. It was, like, a lot of the time they make a big deal out of nothing. This was my, like, yeah. Well, that's, that is actually some con- um, consolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, l- you know, we checked our flights. And, indeed, our flight out of Wednesday was canceled. So we were kind of like, fuck, like, what do we do? It's a small island. The airport has like four gates and like three airlines only fly through St. Lucia. So we quickly um, checked with our hotel, made sure we could stay another night. They said yes, um, for obviously for an extra fee. And we rebooked a flight for the following day. So on Thursday, uh, our original flight was direct to New York, but because of the quick change, we had to do a separate, we were on JetBlue, now we're on American Airlines, flying from St. Lucia to Charlotte, and then a transfer from Charlotte to JFK. Okay. So this is every every piece of information is um, important. So we ended up staying an extra night. And like, you know, like when you're, there are those, the days when you're like, like the, like the last day of vacation where you're like, oh, like, I just don't want to leave. Yeah, of and course. Like, so that's how we were before the first flight got canceled. Right. So then when it got canceled and the second day, like we stayed next day and we were, it was like that day that we were like, no, I think I'm ready to go home. Like it's been like a great, like it's been nice to have this one extra day, obviously in paradise, mm-hmm. but, um, you're just like, okay, I need to get back to my life now. Like yeah. this has been great, but I'm getting stressed. I have things to do. Exactly. Like, yeah. So on Thursday we go to the airport, go through customs or in all that, all that jazz are waiting in the airport. La, 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 we board the plane. We're sitting on the plane and things are going per usual. They do the like, welcome aboard. Like here's how you fasten your seatbelt and we're on the runway. And like, so like we can like feel the the plane move. And so I'm just assuming we're like heading towards takeoff. And then the pilot comes over the announcer and says, 
We're sorry, folks. We actually had to go back to the gate because... Never a good sign. Never a good sign because there was apparently a smoke detector in one of the cargo bins that was going off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're pretty sure it's a false alarm, but we just need to get it checked out. Like once they check it out and make sure it's fine, like we'll be going in no time. And so we're some kind of like, oh, that sucks. It's annoying. Like hopefully it's not too long so we can make our connecting flight. Half hour goes by. An hour goes by. And they're like, we're sorry, like, it's a pretty routine thing, but, like, we can't fly. Like, we it needs, to, we need, basically need to make sure that this, like, sorry, they were basically like, it's not, it, nothing's on fire, it's a malfunction, don't worry, it'll get fixed. Sure. Another half hour goes by, and then they come over and they're like, I don't know what to tell you, folks, we're so sorry, this plane's not going to fly today. Like, why? Why? Because they couldn't get this. Like, I guess it was like a kind of like a beeping sound that is in the cockpit that like they can't turn off. And like legally, the well, like if they like, know nothing's wrong. But like, I guess then if if an alarm really were to go off, they yeah. wouldn't know. And they basically were like, we don't want like if we if we take off like and it's still going like we'll either have to do an emergency landing or we'll have to turn right back around and come back to St. Lucia. Yeah, which is you don't want that. No, we don't want to do that. And so of course they're like, so the flight is canceled, and so we all have to get off the plane. Fuck. But we end up sitting on the plane for another hour until we can get off the plane. Oh my because... god, it's like Liz Lemon. <laughs> no, literally, it was it was Skylaw. Oh they my kept god. being like, just another half hour, just another half hour. <sighs> um, that's a Thirty Rock reference, by the way. Um, Obviously, we're switching off of our office brand. Anyways, sorry, this is a really long story, and I'm it's okay. I don't I'm, I'm here for it, for it and I okay. hope you guys are all here for it. So, because it gets worse. So yay! It takes us so long to get off the plane because all like 175 of us have to go back through customs. Oh my god! And they need to basically get all your bags off the plane. Get all the bags off the plane. Of course, like we didn't check bags because we're not monsters, right, right, right. Um, and we need to go back through customs, and they need to book us all on new flights. And this was the last because it's it's an island, and I don't think that you can fly in and out during the nighttime. Oh, so because of that, there were only like eight flights out yeah. on the day. So when this was the last flight, so we all were obviously going to have to. They were going to have to find accommodations for us. For the night. Uh-huh. So we finally go back through customs. At this point, half of us got forms and the other like group of us, like myself and my boyfriend included, they ran out of customs forms. So they were just like, just go through. Cause they were like, they oh, were like, we need super safe. Super cool. safe. But also like we literally had just been like on yeah. the plane. And they were just like, Did you do you have anything that needs that we need to know about? And we we're like, no. So we go and we get a voucher for a hotel for the night and for a taxi to and from. The hotel is an hour and 45 minutes away. Holy shit. From the airport. Like, is there even that much island? Apparently. Wow. So, and they basically like, we're going to get you on another flight. We'll contact the ho- hotel and let you guys know. Oh my God. So you didn't even know like when you We didn't know leaving. when the next flight was going to be. And Amazing. all of us, the entire plane is being bussed out to, or cabbed out to this hotel. Wow. So a bunch of us squeezed into this cab and I'm like, like I mean, truly squeeze. Like half my ass is like off as we're going down this like good bumpity, bumpity, <laughs> bumpy, rickety <laughs> for, an for an hour and forty five minutes. And literally, I was sitting there like try, a try not to be like car sick and b being like, am I gonna get off this island? Like, is this cab gonna crash? Like, what is happening? Oh I don't God. know what's going on. And I, as I mentioned, I'm a very anxious person, and I I like knowing what's happening at all times, and I don't like of things course. being out of my control. So we get to the hotel. Luckily, it's. A beautiful, brand new, right on the harbor. Well, that's nice. And they like the the hotel was really, really sweet. They gave us complimentary dinner and breakfast. And I mean, I'm sure American Airlines was 
paying them mm-hmm. a lot of money. That and sucks for like a freaking smoke detector. For a freaking smoke detector. Wow. So then they say, okay, we've we've got the we heard from the airline. They've rescheduled the flight for seven a.m. and so we'll be we'll picking you guys up from the airport at four thirty in the morning. Oh, great. Like perfect. Like when I usually rise and shine. But we're like, okay, whatever. We're gonna get off into the air back to the US. And at this point I was just like, I just want to get back to the US. I just want to like be somewhere where my phone works. Right. You're just so desperate at that point. Yeah. So we settle into our hotel room. Again, it was really nice. Um, but as we check our like our flight manifests are rescheduled, it was like 7 a.m. from St. Lucia to Charlotte and then a 10 p.m. flight to to JFK. Oh my God. And so my boyfriend is like, I'm not sitting in the, in the airport, the Charlotte airport for eight hours. And there was another flight that was available for 4 PM. Mm-hmm. So we call and we get it switched. No problem. Then we get a notification from American airlines being like, your flight is actually delayed from 7 AM to 4 PM. Oh my God. So we have to call American airlines back and get our switch back to the original connecting flight at 10 PM. Cause we're like, we're not going to make it. And right. they were like, sorry that that flight's now full. Oh my God. And thank God, my boyfriend, if he ever listens to this podcast, is so good in these kind of situations where, like, I would have been like, oh, fuck, that's so fucking annoying. And he was like, no, no, no. I oh just spoke to you 10 minutes ago. We were on that flight. You are going to get us back onto that flight. Yes. Which they did. Oh, my God. And and I'm, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm actually even giving you some of the Cliff Notes versions because, like, we were on hold with them, two separate phones going, both roaming for, like, upwards of an hour trying to get back on this flight, trying to talk to oh someone who could help us. So finally, at least we're like, we're not getting up at four 30 in the morning, whatever, like as long as, and basically we were like, and we had an hour window when we landed in, at, um, in Charlotte, we had an okay. hour window to make our second flight. And so we, we get up the next morning, have our complimentary breakfast, <laughs> get back now on a bus, bust mm. now an hour and 45 minutes back to the airport which is a tiny, tiny airport that's like about 95 degrees and packed. And so we're all sitting there. We're waiting for our flight. And we're also, once again, the last flight of the day. And I went up and, and like, also there's no one who can answer any questions because we go and we're like, hi, like, because we look at the departure board and our flight isn't there. And I go, and I'm like, oh, great. Love does, this when that flight, does this flight exist? And they're like, oh, yeah, but because it's an added flight, we can't, it's not going to be posted, but like, we'll let you know. So all the other flights take off that we, before us, we're waiting in the, um, terminal and it's well past our boarding time mm-hmm. sorry this is such a long story <laughs> it's okay no um, i'm loving it um and so we go up and f- and so like people are getting a little stir crazy and finally someone like goes and asks and they come back to us and they're like so we're not sure when we're taking off because the flight the plane that we're about to get on is the same plane that we were trying to fly uh, out of yesterday oh my god they're still trying to fix the smoke <gasps> detector because they couldn't fix it. And so, of course, we're like, you've had over 24 hours. What the fuck are you doing? It turns out they tried to fly this part in from, from Puerto Rico, like, at some point overnight, and it didn't come. So they actually, the next flight that came in from Charlotte had to bring the part to fix it. Oh my so God. now our flight's delayed an hour. And we're sitting there, and we're like, okay, well, we're probably not going to make our connecting flight. Right. So we're going to have to stay in Charlotte. So now it's Friday night. We were supposed to be home Wednesday, and it's looking like we're not going to get home till Saturday. Oh, my God. And of course, I'm just like, at this point, just get me on the plane, get me to Charlotte, and I'll figure it, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So thank fucking God, they finally board us on. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm like anxious all the time. I'm like, are we going to turn back around? Totally fine. We took off, but we took off really delayed. So we were supposed to take off at four. We left more like 530. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know, they gave us free booze. <laughs> they gave right. us a free dinner and, um, that flight was fine. So we land in Charlotte and it's 10 o'clock. Our connecting flight is at 10 09. Oh, wow. And of course we're just like, we're, there's no way we're going to make it. Right. But let's fucking try. Cause you never know. Cause half that flight. Yeah. So like most of us were actually connecting through Charlotte to go to New York. Right. Um, so <laughs> he and I, I've never ran so fast in my life. Like backpack, like shoes not even oh really God. on because we had to, we had to go through customs and we had to check back through security. Wow. So like, take our shoes off, take our laptops out, like take our um, toiletries out. And like, like two, two like out of shape gays sprinting through the Charlotte airport. We get to the gate in like terminal D and they're, and they're like, sorry, we like, we just took off. And we're like, when we were like, Look. is there anything? Is there anything going into New York? We'll go to JFK. We'll go to LaGuardia. We'll go to Newark. And she was like, there's a flight leaving from Newark in like 15 minutes. If you can get to the other terminal. Oh my God. And she, and she's like, what are your names? We'll send it along and see if there's any room. So should we write our names down and we once again, book it to this other terminal. And I mean, you do look skinny. Do I? <laughs> um, and they, um, sorry, no one's called me skinny since like <laughs> 2010. Like really caught off guard. Um, uh, so we sprint to the, the terminal and we up there like, we're really like huffing and puffing, like, please, we need to get us on this flight. And the lady's like, like with her like Charlotte accent, she's like, I'm sorry. Like, we don't just like take people who like, I'm not even trying to do a Southern accent. Um, you were doing great, sweetie. Take people who just like walk up and we're like, no, we were on this the flight to JFK. Like we just spoke to someone at the gate. She's like, what are your names? And she checked and she was like, oh yeah, these names came through. Oh so my God. Literally that should have been the baddest bitch of, the, of this week is that <laughs> amazing agent at the JFK terminal in the Charlotte airport who took our last name, sent it over to the Newark flight and we were able to get on. Oh my God. 10 30 PM flight to Newark. And we are, we've landed yesterday at like 2 AM and I'm just eternally grateful. Oh my God. That was such a saga. Yeah. I'm, That's crazy. I hope listeners you're still with me, but it was cause like also like I was like talking to other people like, or like Instagram storying about it and like Snapchatting being like, Oh, like we're still stuck. And like a lot of responses were like, Oh my God, poor you like stuck on an Island. No, but you're like, you, we're not doing anything fun. We're not doing anything fun. And like, I'm like, I go back to school tomorrow. Like, have I done any homework? Nope. Right. Have I applied to any of the jobs I need to apply to? Nope. Because I've been sitting in airports and being bused to and from airports and sprinting through airports and sweating <laughs> at airports. And Oh my God. I would have, I, I mean, there are so many points in your story where I would have been crying, like flat out crying. I definitely cried at least twice. Yeah. Where you're just like, you're too, it's just like too overwhelming. It's too overwhelming. It's too emotionally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. And it was, and like, it's so anxiety inducing that like for me, it just came down to, obviously I wanted to get home, but I was like, I need to get off this Island. Cause I can mm -hmm. like, I am already feeling claustrophobic, just like being on this Island. And like, I was supposed to be home three days ago and I'm still here. And I just yeah. like, I need to get back to my life. And like the vacation ended and like, it's, mm -hmm. and also the fact that like all of the response from like the airport and whatnot was kind of like, we're really sorry. This is like really unprecedented. Like, yeah, but like, there's not much we can do. And it's like, no, but this is your fucking job. And like, yeah, you don't want a mutiny on your hands and you've got 175 people who like are trying to get home. Oh my God. Although like the, the, the rescheduled flight the next day was like half the people had obviously like, just like been like, fuck it. I'm not taking this flight again. And like switched to a different flight. Yeah. So it was, we got to choose our seats. Oh my God. We they literally were like, we were, we were, we were um, assigned like, like do a, whatever you want. No, literally we were assigned a middle and an, uh, and a window seat. And then they were like, well, this whole row is open. So you can just sit wherever you want, like 10 rows up from where we were supposed to be. And like, 
Amazing. Like sneaking us little nips of Tito's being like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, well, wow. I'm so that. glad you're home. That's... I'm so glad to be home. And I'm, I hope that it didn't like totally ruin that vacation for you because it sounds like it was really fun. Not at all. That. And I think that's kind of why I prefaced the story with that is that like, it really was an A plus trip and it, and also it was just, it, it was a really adult experience actually to go through mm. and you know, neither my boyfriend and I like lost our cool. Like we both had moments of like panic and like freaking out and like being just so fucking frustrated. We wanted to like scream and cry, but we kept our cool and like we made it back and we dealt with all these flight changes. And also like in those situations, like it's, it's, you feel like an asshole, but you have to kind of be like, no, you're, it is your job to get me home and you are going to do what you are going to do your job. And I'm not going to like roll over and take it. You're going to fuck like, yeah, I feel like I would have, I'm, I'm so like, passive in those Me kind of too. situations like I don't feel like I would have been able to do what Brian did if they were like yeah it's full I would have been like okay like yeah. I would have been upset but I but I I just assume that they're telling me the truth yeah I will say though I did get to my point when I wasn't sure if we were going to make that like second flight out of St. Lucia to Charlotte I literally was I turned to Brian I was like I'm not going to get on a bus no. and go back to that hotel. Oh my God. I no. was like, I, and I was like, and I'm not going to get back on that broken plane. If they need to reschedule us again, we are finding a different flight and we're finding a different hotel. Cause I'm not dealing with that bullshit again. No, but it all worked out. Then I got to see the New York yeah. airport and the Charlotte airport briefly, which I'd never been to before. Never been to North Carolina. Wow. Amazing. <sighs> um, like probably longer than your story. This week. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listeners, if you're, you're still here. Hello. Uh, yeah, what do you have to complain about yeah, besides I'll keep, I'll keep my complaint? Brief because <sighs> it's not going to live up to yours. No, I like truly, really enjoyed that story. Okay, good. I'm sorry if none of you guys did, but Grant, I'm just catching up. Um, my, my complaint this week is actually a little bit ironic because we're not recording in my apartment today, but if you have been listening to episodes of this podcast, then you know um, how often we are interrupted by the sounds of dogs from mm-hmm. every direction. Mm-hmm. So I just really quick need to complain about that whole situation. Um, I I love dogs. Obviously, you do too. We've talked about this many times. I, I'm not I'm not blaming them. It's just that <laughs> in my current apartment situation, we have a dog that lives in the apartment directly next to ours, and it's it definitely sleeps like a like right up against the wall where <laughs> my bed is. And oh, really? Yes. And it barks pretty much every single morning, and it has the yappiest, loudest bark that it and it will go on for hours at a time. I think the situation is like when the owner leaves, mm-hmm. the dog just barks until they return, which is perfect. <laughs> then we also have a dog that lives in the apartment directly above ours, which that's some of that like nail scratching and stuff that you've probably heard in previous episodes wasn't a ghost. Of course, it was this presumably large dog that just like runs around and like scratches up their wood floor with its talons. <laughs> and like, it's so freaking loud. And then thirdly, there's a very large, I think it's like a pit bull. It looks like Cujo. It's, it's a monster that lives out. Like, I don't even know who owns the dog, but it it's like in the backyard of our building basically. And it's, it's bark is so loud and booming and deep. And it's just like, when all three are going at once, I'm like, this is my personal hell. And I like, I really want a dog, but I know that I like, can't yeah. have that in my life yet right now. So it's just like, con- it's just like a constantly like teasing me with that, but also being so damn loud all the freaking time. And 
that, that's all I wanted to say. No, it's super obnoxious. It's like a crying baby. It's like, yeah, it's not the baby or the dog's fault per se. It's more just kind of like, and it's like, we live in New York, so that's going to happen. Yeah, we live also, in apartment buildings. I know, but it's also like, get it together. Yeah. But it's, if it was like, if it was one dog or two dogs, but it's three. it's three yeah, in all, literally in three different directions. It's Yikes. crazy. So yeah, that was, that was my like little abbreviated complaint after my, after the, my monologue. No, but like, <laughs> listen, I would have complained so much if I were in your situation. Yeah. So <laughs> I do you think anyone's still listening? Let's just air out everything that we've always wanted to say because all Ooh. of our listeners have turned the episode off. Well, I actually do have one last thing to say, okay. which <laughs> I don't want to save till next week because I'm going to forget, which is that I just wanted to kind of correct myself and slightly like apologize for a comment I made last week where I was, I was talking about other podcasts mm-hmm. and I made some kind of comment about like listening to the podcast and like, I basically said that like I felt good about what we were doing because I thought the other podcasts were bad or that's how it came out. Mm-hmm. And that's was not my intention. That's not actually the sentiment I meant at all. When in fact, what I was saying is that it was nice hearing that p- people are doing really different formatted podcasts, really different from our own. Right. And that like, there are times when we first started this where we made a lot of apologies for like, Oh my God, like we don't know what we're doing. And then listening to other p- podcasts and we're like, Oh, like we're just doing something different. We're doing a different right. format than people that have more scripted things or we're recording on equipment that is maybe nicer or not as nice as other people are having. Like people record podcasts in like fancy studios and not just like schlepping back and forth between apartments. Right. Like exactly. Um, but we're long story short, we're just, I'm very grateful as I'm, as I know Bailey is as well to be having this podcast. And I never wanted it to come off that I was like shitting on other podcasts. I was just trying to say that like, right. it made me feel better knowing that there are different other formats that are being presented on in various forms and that, yeah. we still fit in that genre. Yeah. And I feel like you were saying just like, it's nice to know that other people are just like trying this out. Like exactly. Like and it's like, not everyone has like a super polished, like mm-hmm. well-produced podcast. It's just like people, we're all, we're all trying and we're all like in totally entitled to do that. And the fact that you guys want to listen every week is so awesome. As yeah. we've said, and we appreciate it. Um, and but yeah, I think that's, I'm, I'm glad you, you clarified. Yeah. I feel better too. Um, well, now that I think we've exhausted ourselves. <laughs> I think we've, we've really done everything yeah. here. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, as always, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, shout out to our first one-star review. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Uh, okay. Uh, bye, bye, bitches. bitches.